had the chance to work with almost at that time every superstar in the country. From them, I spent a week with Shakira in Miami, spent some time with Enrique, with I mean, so many artists, you know, it was just really, really good. And But simple, you know, I, I never been like, oh, just a job. I make records, you know, and I remember being in New York, sitting with Sylvia Ron. She was the president of Motown. And we were just talking and she told me, you know, Sandy, you changed the sound of America. I kind of did it because I was with David the first to bring the dance house music world with the, you know, with people like Akon, like AP. And no one before us did like so, I mean, big tune like that. And number one, like World War number one record, you know. And so that was kind of um, the beginning of a change for me. Welcome back to another episode of Mentors on the Mic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Miller, a New York City native actress with credits in TV, film, commercials, and off-Broadway. And every week, I bring you an incredible mentor in entertainment, focusing on how they started and how they moved up to where they are today. Thanks for listening, and let the episode begin. Happy Mentor Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mentors on the Mic podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am so happy to introduce you to our next mentor, our mentor of the week, Grammy-winning producer and songwriter, Sandy V. Now, Sandy is a big deal, and you have definitely heard of his music, right? Everything from co-producing Rihanna's Only Girl in the World to Katy Perry's Firework, eight songs on the David Guetta album One Love, Akon's Sexy Bitch with David Guetta, Rihanna's S&M. He did a song, another song with Will I Am, with Sean Kingston, with Britney Spears, Selfish, Neo, Beautiful Monster. But this guy really is just such an incredible person, too. I'm so happy for you to hear about his journey, how he started, how he got hooked up with David Guetta. But then moreover, what he's learned from all that success, what he's learned from all of the craziness that came from clubbing every night. There's something to be said about that sort of taking a hold on you. And I know a lot of us can relate to it, this idea of maybe running away from stuff that we were dealing with. And, you know, he he really kind of becomes incredibly vulnerable, which I was very appreciative of, of just his journey and what he's been doing since then. And he gives tips not only on how to be a songwriter, how to be a music producer, but also just how to get back and centered with ourselves. So without further ado, here's Sandy V. So I always start with the question, what was your first role in the entertainment industry? <laughs> this question, um, my first role I mean, I start first, first as a musician and make music for people, you know, people being happy, singing, dancing, I suppose. Yeah. You know, um, and then I think I had the fascination for the pop music, the top, top 40 since I'm young, you know, and then it turned out to, to make song and become like a producer and making recording. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and just try to give a um, great melody for people. I think that's most important. Yeah. Well, so what was the first then job? Because that's different. But what was the first job then where you got paid to entertain and to make music and perform? Like, what was the first thing? Uh, playing live with the first band with, yeah. uh, when I was maybe 17, something like that. Yeah. 
Nice. It was what just a little bit of extra money. And, yeah. Know, it and was more like a punk rock metal. Yeah. I'm a multi. I'm a multi genre. You know, I, I love yeah. everything. I think you know. So, uh, but yeah, I started more, it, which is funny because. I was doing like more punk metal music, but at the same time I was studying double bass classical. You know, very so. different. And then and then now yeah. you're, that's that's funny. So so how long did you do that? How did you get like the gigs and stuff? How did you find places to perform? Just a couple of years, um, and I just found out it was not for me playing live. I found out that um, this relationship between musician mostly based on ego was not for me you know too much fight too much you know i mean i still think it's really hard to to get two people fit and just be able to work you know for forever maybe together you know because the the synchronicity between the two people you really need to find out the right people get the right balance uh, and have no ego, you know, you, you need to tell someone, okay, this is shit, <laughs> this is not good at all, or, you know, this is great, but you have to talk and, and say things, I think, you know, playing live, try to form a band or playing for singer or stuff like that. Um, there's so many people talking, give their opinion, you know, and ego. In, 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 yeah. in the front, have more plays for solo, whatever, you know. And uh, so, but the good thing is that since I'm a kid, I was very good with computer at an early age. So I was programming and uh, nice. so I had just two things, both like, which is music. I've learned the music at high school, play different instruments, you know, and also I have good knowledge with computer. And at some point, you know, this time where I was not really happy making music in band or playing for singer. I did some pretty big show and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, and what happened, house music. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, whoa, because I was this kind of guy, you know, when you come from punk, rock, all that kind of stuff, you don't really go to the clubs, you know, you go to different parties, show, yeah. do, doing beer and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? And um, I met some DJ. It was just the very beginning of Daft Punk, you know, so very beginning of house music. Ah. I'd like it. Wow. Like a kind of dick click. This yes. is the new funk. And the good thing is that I can do my own stuff on my own. Because mm. I had um, at that time, like a, a computer, like a, just a sampler, a few things, you know, nice. but just enough to make music, you know. So that's how I stopped what would become me being a producer, you know. Yeah. But I, I don't think you choose to be a producer, you know, that your musical life, your experience, connection, and that's something you realize you're a producer, you know. But yeah. Um, yeah. So those first few for first few days or first few years, were you just like at home for hours just working <laughs> on music? Like in like here in Seoul, <laughs> total lockdown. Stay it's crazy, but I stayed with my mom until 32, 32 yeah. maybe. But mm. I, I, there was a chance because all, all the basement, that was like my place, you know. So the yeah. studio, a lot of stuff, gear, you know. I was just locked there and working, working, working to be better, you know. And it was cool because things were kind of aligned. I've always been very lucky, I think, also, which is a part of this business, I think. Yes. And w- when I f- was feeling really ready, I met a guy who was... Uh, on the biggest radio in France called Energy, which is a big deal. You yeah. Know? And we connect. I play him what I was doing. 
And I think like um, two months after I started from my record on energy on the radio and then wow. more and more and more. And it became like a, a nonstop, you know? I mean, well, how did you meet him? Chat, in a club, actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Networking yeah. in a club. Yeah, still okay. If, if Even if I'm not a big clubber today, you know? I mean, At the time, it um, worked. Yeah, I spent so much time in the clubs. And like, you know, when I was living in Paris, we had that club called the Queen Club. I think I was at the Queen Club from Monday to Sunday. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I had my dose, you know, and you know, and yes. it was great time. And, but it's cool to change and move on and discover yeah. different things. Yeah, different you know? parts of your life. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was it was pretty fast. So immediately, I think you know, in two three months, I decided to move, go to Paris, and experience different life because I was born in the back country. And were you making money around that time? Like, is that why you moved to Paris too? Yes, because that was something was great. That was, you know, um, everything was released on vinyl and it was good money. And actually to make money, I did a lot of bootleg smash up and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I was I was very lucky because after I, I moved to Paris, I was very good friend with the two distributor of vinyl in France. Amazing. And in the whole Europe and even in America. You know, so that was really, really good friends. So I had this chance to do the bootleg, you know, this kind of mashup you do. And when they go to press their record at the factory, after the factory closed, they're still paying a guy to press this white label, you know? Wow. <laughs> you know, the record was all white and just like a name on it. Yeah. And then they spread out London, Milan, Barcelona, you know, and and I did a lot of that. So no one knows about that. I think that's the first time I say that, but wow. I make so many people dance and they don't know that and they didn't even know probably they, no because at that time the dj were to the store you know and let's say like in every city there was like five ten copy and the first came get this record you know yeah and so there was there was not like internet streaming or dollar and p3 you know there was a right. real vinyl you know so that was kind of cool because uh, no one know about it but um they were like rushing to buy this record and so that was mostly my bootleg and, awesome. and all Europe was playing to that sound. No, no one knew. Wow. That was me. That's pretty cool. So, that was, must've yeah. been a good time. And like <laughs> knowing that like all these people all over were playing your music and not, not knowing. Yeah. When I moved to Paris, I, I, I had the label and, and I had the chance to put my record out on the best label. Mm. You know, so that was also very helpful. So I had a good success in house music. Well, like how did really you connect? Success. How did you connect with the label then? These two guys, these two distributor, was the link. You know, the connection. Mm. You know, so it was pretty easy then. And then I was putting on this EP, and they were they were good. You know, so yeah. everybody wants the tune. They want the license for the record I put out. They want the the UK. I always have them. Um, a very good relationship with the UK and they asked me a lot of remixes at that time you know so it was great <laughs> and I was not even a DJ I DJ a very little bit, little bit you know just between before just a little bit before I did this David Guetta album for just a couple of months I played wow. in place like Pasha Pasha in Ibiza in Ibiza in yeah clubs like that but uh, one day I was like what the fuck are you doing behind the deck? Really? Go back. Yeah. And I, I decided to not doing it. I was just wow. feeling better, you know, producing and being at the studio with well, the so, machine. And... So let's start with DJing for a second. How did you start DJing first? Because my record was really, really big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they just paid that you was... to go around and, and play it. 
does that tune called Bleep at that time where, right. where I used the sample from Led Zeppelin. And it was released on Joya, which is Sebastian Ingrosso uncle label. It was yeah. like the really good label at that time. Yeah. And I think that tune was on Beatport number one for four months and every wow. single DJ on the planet was playing that tune. So it was like a worldwide smash. And after this tune in particular, um, club wanted me to play, you know. So I did it a very little bit and it was just not for me. Really? Yeah. But, but that's a good thing because, because I play at a Pasha and I met David Guetta. Right. So that's how it happened. So, so yeah. David came yeah. to you and talked about Bleep, yeah. right? He said, yeah, that record, it's, the sound is really big. It's great. You know, we should uh, work together. And yeah. then he showed up and we did it. Yeah. How, how long after he told you at the club that he wanted to work with you, did he? Did he... Oh, I think I, I play, uh, I play, it was um, in August and he came by the studio in September and we started working. That's quick. So, and that was a good thing because I think we did a good job. I mean, this tune were, I mean, it changed a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I remember being in New York, sitting with Sylvia Ron. She was the president of Motown. And we were just talking and she told me, you know, Sandy, you changed the sound of America. Yeah. And I kind of did it because I was with David, the first to bring the, the dance house music world with the like urban, you know, with people like Akon, like APs and yes. all stuff. And, and no one before us did like so, I mean, big tune like that. And number one, like World War number one record, you know. And so that was kind of um, the beginning of a change for me. Little by little, in a year or so, I start to go down with dance music and be back to the first thing, songwriting and pop. Because you know, yeah. I, I did house music. It was fun. I really like it. But inside me, um, I'm a pop guy. You know, I love melodies. I love pop music yes. and instruments, you know. So, but I'm, I'm a kind of, I can do both. I can program. Yeah. I can play, you know. So, you know. So that, that was a good thing, you know, because after this album, um, I almost instantly moved to New York. Now um, it's been like 10 years I'm in America. I'm a citizen now. It's, it's my hometown, you know, I'm in L.A. now. But I spent seven years in, in New York, but now I'm in L.A. Immediately, I, I moved to New York and um, I met my buddies, which I still work to today Boy. with them, Star, Stargate. Nice. Nice. And with Stargate, we, I mean, every single tune was just um, the chart on top of the chart, you know, so. Yeah, well, so you'd said before, you know, in the beginning, you, you really liked playing alone and like producing alone and working on your music alone. And now you're starting to work with people like David Guetta and then Stargate. What was it about them that you were like, yeah, I, this works. This is working well. Stargate was the best experience for me because it really changed everything and bring me back to the pop world, songwriting, working with songwriter, you know, um, be more, pay more attention on the composer side too, you know, not just producing and making beats, you know, just being more in the songwriting. Um, so that, that, that was something really um, like a major step for me, you know, going back in pop music. I mean, since day one and still we had session, uh, we made session with like, Aramax last week before I, I came here and we'll be back together to make some music and because um, we didn't make music for maybe two years, I think, together. We had a kind of break, but I, I've been back at the studio now and we spent a couple of days of making music from scratch and, you know, it was fantastic and the three of us really like it because it was 
the same as the first day when we started it always been you know working together you know yeah so that's why it's it's really it's really good and it's also about collaboration you know because i spent so much time on my own working you know right yeah yeah it was it's know. different it's different so, working with other people yeah, yeah. so I, I totally changed my mind right now you know and i'm, I'm 100 in doing collaboration and having different vision and you know yeah. Um, feels good. <laughs> so what was the first celebrity or like artist that you were able to get on one of your tracks that was like, this is, this is big. I mean, the get was pretty big. We did, um, you know, some, this sexy bitch with Akon. Yes. Uh, yeah. I started with, with Carol and Commander. Yeah. Um, and a couple of tune with Fergie, with AM. Yeah. So they were pretty big, but then yeah. it was just, different a little bit different with target because more pop and uh and everything started with spending time with rihanna or katie perry yeah how did you find the right people like how did you get mixed up with akon and how did you get mixed up with well i am and this was just david singh he was doing his album Mm. i was more like the producer and you know got it uh, because i was still in france at that time and it was everything changed when i moved because i could be with with rihanna or katie and you know, all these artists I've been working with. Right. But um, yeah. But for, for the David album, it was like I was still remote between Paris and New York. Yeah. And were you but, working um, with yeah. him closely for that stuff? Or was it like you work on something, send it to him? He works on something. No, 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 no. It was he was pretty. I mean, his life was pretty crazy because this is the guy who was playing everywhere. But uh, he was so into this project. So you could catch the plane after a gig to come back to my studio in Paris, you know, even if he was like uh, anywhere in wow. Europe, you know, he didn't sleep that much, I think, you know, Probably not. so no, no, it, no, no, it, it was really um, something that we did together, you know, and yeah, it was always the studio. We had so much late nights, very late nights. So no, it was great. Can you tell me a little bit about those like sessions with him? Like, how did you work on the music together? What was the, what were your strengths that you were able to bring in? Or was it just like back and forth, back and forth? We just tried to make it and do things that just talk to us. You know, we had the chance to have like um, big featuring on all those records, you know, Um, pretty pretty simple, you know, try to get into the vibe, have the good sound, a good groove and, and get this club you know, if he has to be efficient in clubs and working clubs, pretty simple, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, someone asked me uh, two days ago. A friend of of mine asked me, uh, "When is the best time to make music? If I feel good to make music because of the situation here in quarantine?" And and I just reply him, "You know what? Anytime I play a sound, open a scene, or whatever, I'm making music." So there's no good vibe, bad vibe. At the moment where I play with the sound, just dive in that and I'm into this, you know? So I have no mood about being, oh, I don't feel okay, mm. motivated. No, any time I see inspiration, is that to me, you know? So yeah. Has it always been you know, like that? What, 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 yes, one sound bring you to, wow, yeah. dimension, you know? And then, um, you know, pretty simple. That's awesome. So you're in New York and you're now being paired up with Rihanna and Katy Perry. Can you tell me about those experiences? How was that like to make music? 
the, the beginning, I was kind of a little bit shy because you know, it was kind of new for me. Stargate was amazing. I was in the clubhouse for years, you know, so it took me a, a little bit to get into the songwriting and yeah. be more confident, I think. Not, yeah. not that I was not confident, but, uh, but uh, you know, I had the chance to work with all these people like uh, Esther. Dean. I mean, uh, we worked like for a year and a half nonstop with Esther. We had like weeks and weeks with Sia and, and so many Rickolove and so many great songwriters. I mean, the yeah. best at that time, you know, so and I've learned from these people so much, you know, so much because when they were writing, going to the booth, was in the sofa, observing, yes. listening, you know, so I catch a little bit here, a little bit here, you know, and, you know, it's a constant progress and yeah. things are different, you know, and it's evolution, you know? Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, amazing session. I've been, I had the chance to work with almost at that time, every superstar in the country, you know, yes. from them. I spent a week in, with Shakira in Miami, spent some time with Enrique, with I mean, so many artists, you know, it was just really, really good. And, yeah. but simple, you know, I, I never been like, oh, oh, just a job. I make records, you know, and, yeah. Well, it's, tell me about uh, how, how was it the songwriting process? Because you said you were now going from house to, to being, you know, more confident about your songwriting. How how was that process like for someone who's never really written songs before? How was that transition? No, I did it, but I did. I did. I did. It was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I meant you like know? me as but, someone uh, who's never written a song that, uh, before. <laughs> no, but uh, I have a background. I learned the music. I play, I create band, and it was all about composition and making music, you know. Right. It's just a few years after when I decided to, to, to go more in the house music, the process mm. is different because for years, you just make basically instrumental, you know. Yeah. And then you, you got some vocalists, you know, right. but it's more um, like a main room kind of vocal, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not really song. So that's why I was I was happy about the energy, about some of this tune you know but uh at, at the same time the songwriting and the pop was just missing to me you know yeah. so but then when i went back to write song it was really natural you know yeah it was great very simple and quick quick you know so yeah so how was writing yeah. the the songs that you know went number one like firework and how was writing those songs Do you remember the the moment you writ, wrote some of them or no, yeah, that was terrible for me because I, <laughs> I had to catch a plane. I had to catch a plane uh, around the bridge section. <laughs> so I leave um, Stargate, Katie, and Esther Dean, and I'm like, okay, I need to go to GFK. I have to. You know, so they finished wow. the song. Wow, that's yeah, funny. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Well, I mean, it's a good bridge. It worked out. That song, yeah. That yeah. Song. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that change everything? This song in particular, I don't know. I mean, I, I love a couple of songs that I've done. I think they're great. But oh, this yeah. song is just uh, it's kind of an evergreen. He has this timeless thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, some so, songs yeah, just have that. For sure, for sure, the biggest I did. Yeah, yeah. some songs yeah. just have that. Where you're for, just, now. <laughs> for now. For yeah. now, exactly. No, for now, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the other one with no, it's a good. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Good. Rihanna, the, the process was really Great working with this songwriter, making songs for her. I had a chance to spend a few weeks in in, in LA because we were going back and forth in New York. We most of the time work at Westlake, so she was there for all week. She's very nice. She's very nice. I like Good. her. Good. I'm glad. She's the only. She's the only artist that told me 
I remember. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, crazy yeah. that you've worked with so many people though. So many artists and, and, you know, no one really gives a thank you. No, I really like her. No. Yeah. She sounds, yeah, that's yeah. great. What kind of tips do you give to people for songwriting? Like if people are listening to this and they're songwriters, what kind of tips would you give them? Simplicity first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's always working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always hear, hear, you know, like this kind of thing or less is more, but it's actually real. When you can get the magic with just the minimum, it's cool because, you know, you, you can still arrange or whatever, but the foundation has to be simple and just feel yeah you, you need to feel things you know to, to have this feeling that um this, this is talking to me you know and yeah. in a very simple way and then i i would just say trust your feeling yeah learning by doing you know and i found out that um you have to you you can be total defton you know and still do it you know why because you don't listen it's not a question of listening of hearing it's a question of feeling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when you put things together, let's say you have a couple of keys, drum, bass, it's like painting to me now. You know, it's like a, so instead of just going crazy, watch, because now we're in a world of tutorial. It's true. And everybody, everybody does the same thing. Mm. Just forget about this. Pick your EQ. You Just very few tools, because I mean, since the 50 or 60, we still use the same shit. You know, We have a couple of modern things. You know, because wow. the sound loudness is different. The compressor, the EQ, that's still the same, you know? So just forget about everything. Use your material, you know, and trust your feeling. Get in connection, interaction with that, mm. and just make it the way you feel good and you like it, you know? Yes. Instead of just like going all over the place and look around. And But that's that's the, the, the world where we're living right now, you know? Everybody is looking, everybody, everybody you know, but... You just forget about yourself, you know? And that's the same thing with the child, what people like. Let's say, okay, just an example. Let's say you put a playlist, okay, to different people, but with the same music. Okay. Let's say you put three. Okay. You know, and you put these people in the different way, okay? Do you think it's going to be the same? No, because there will be an influencer on every. Because people don't do what they are, what they feel. They just follow. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Just do what you want, what talk to you. And if you don't do this, you're going to start to cultivate the emptiness, you know? Yeah. And that's a lot of people are empty inside, I think. You know, I think from so. what I, I have the time in life, so I observe a lot, you know? Yeah. And I can tell you that then. They, they feel more and more empty inside because they are not doing what they want. Yeah. You know, if you want this, this, you just do it. Don't look what this guy wants or these people want. Just do what talk to you, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's important for, I think, anything creative, right? For, like for anything, everything. Creative. Everything. It, it's not just about the music. I mean, I think the life is like that, you know, for everything. For what you buy, for, you know, all your activities, you know? Right. If, you know, someone who do this kind of, of sport, you're going to do it. What about you? Because it's, it's cool. But no, life was cool before to me. Now, not, right. this, doing like this is nothing cool. There's nothing cool. You know, remember that time, you know, more until even if we talk about rock, 
in the 90s, it was kind of hard to get the music, you know, you, you couldn't go on Google and get what you want, you know, no. some people had the music before other, and sometimes these other people could have it like months after, you know, right? they were cool because they had the music, right? You know? but now what is cool? Having the same and the same and the same and over and over and over. It's true. You know, so. Yeah. A lot of times people are looking at other people being like, Oh, what are they working on? What are they doing? And then you just, or you give people what you think they want, right? You think they, mm-hmm. that they might want maybe a certain type of music or an acting. I'm an actor. So it's like you saw a lot of actors look and they try to think, Oh, well, this is what they probably want. I'll just do it instead of doing what they feel. Yeah. They're, they're constantly under influence. got to check yeah. in with yourself, which is the meditation thing we were talking about before. It's like, mm-hmm. Keep checking in, keep checking in. But, you know, I'm working on a project, you know, I start something, you know, my manager introduced me to, uh, to a really cool guy. His name is Rami, he's playing with the Foo Fighters. Nice. And, uh, and who's a friend also, which is a violinist, Jesse. And uh, we did a session, the three of us, you know, and you know what we did? What? He- healing music fantastic and I, I start to do a lot you know i do a lot of pop stuff blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and then i take i take a moment and it's a form of meditation you know mm. and i do a tune of healing music i just pick one hour and i write you know and it's it's been really good because i'm i discover a lot of ambient stuff you know yes. playing with like modular synths yeah. uh, doing some sound design and 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 feel the emotion of the resonating, you know, pads and you know, uh, warm music, and it's it's really cool because in the pop world now, by doing this, I had a lot of ambient sound in the pop world, which is really cool. I like it a lot, and that, that was a really good experience doing this hitting music. So I have a lot of great project coming. You know, things are, are going really oh, good, good with that too, because if it is good, you know. And, but what I want to say about uh, talking about healing music is that you're going to see more and more in the future how the healing music is going to take over. I, I've been doing a meditation, you know, I've learned a lot of things because something really, I mean, I never talk about this. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. You know, after the success uh, back in New York, one day I woke up with such a huge panic attack. Mm. It was terrible and it never went away it was there constantly my life was fucking nightmare and it was like happening to me you know at that time i had like two sometimes two sessions a day going out at night to connect to meet people and it was just like frozen and any time I was just putting a fit out of my apartment, like yeah. <laughs> sweating and feeling really, 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 really bad, you know, really bad. So I had to change my life. And I changed everything, you know? Yeah. I start to be curious and learn, you know, I did this landmark forum. I learned Kabbalah. I've done that. I've done that. Oh. Oh my god, it's real hardcore. It's, cool. it's hardcore. I, I stopped yeah. at advanced course, but I did it for a while. Wow. And um so Kabbalah was uh, going to Kabbalah and you know uh every uh, Friday and many times a week. And it was really good. And I still go in New York now. It's good. Um it helped me a lot. And just a lot of personal, I'm a very curious person, always wanna 
know something, learn, you know. So, so I did a lot of research. I've been doing transcendental meditation experiments, you know, working with shaman, with monks, a lot of different nice. things, you know. Um, and then uh, I just found out where I was the problem. I was like, Sandy, you don't breathe. You need to breathe. <laughs> I don't think we know we know the way to breathe. It, it, it didn't been explained, you know. No one told you you have to breathe and show you the way. You can explain that to many people. They will listen to you. They will, they will be like fascinated, you know. And then when you start talking, when they go back to their life, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's for you. That's, for that. that's also an advice I would say to people. That's for you. Feel good. Feel things. Being happy. Be calm. And then you can do whatever you want. Well, so I always ask my guests, usually at the end, but I'll ask it now because I think it's relevant. Um, what's your definition of success then? Because it must have changed. Being simple and real. Don't lie to yourself, you know? Yeah. Don't lie to yourself. Be in, in the moment. Be there. Be there, you know? You have to yeah. be there. and uh, But don't lie to yourself, you know? Because when I was like that before, we live in a form of deny. And there are things we don't want to see. We know about it. I mean, intellectually, you know, maybe not yeah. deeply, but intellectually, yeah. we know. But okay, then you do this and then you forgot about it. You know, right. it's just a calm down, stay calm, and do whatever you have to do, you know? Mm. You know but I think yeah. we have to reconnect now. We have to reconnect, even with people that are so disconnected. I agree. I only had one more question, really. What was um, mm -hmm. what were some other producers that are, you know, either right now or back then that you really admire? Good question. I don't know. I, I'm not a. I don't really uh, look around. Fair. But uh, but there's people that I think are, are amazing. I mean, Max Martin is fantastic. Fantastic. Luke is a really good producer too. I think the best were the people from the from the eighties. You know, because I mean, we kind of. We are kind of assisted with our computer now, you know. Yeah. If you want this effect, this effect, to just drag it, you know. Right there. <laughs> but these people, imagine like uh, at the time when it was like the Pink Floyd, all that stuff. I mean, you just have like a four track and and listen to the music today. That was very creative, you know. Okay, yeah. there, there was no sample bank or stuff like that, so they have to create. I don't know, in money, I don't know that they. They just use their creativity to do their own sample, you know, to record that and just play with tape. And so I think I have more respect for these people because the process, you know, I remember because my dad is a musician too, and he has a studio at home. Nice. And uh, I, I remember the process, you know, of just this tape machine and cutting. And yeah, it, it was kind of, it was a process, you know. So sounds like it. when I hear like some, Recall from from the the eighties. I'm like, wow, okay, wow. It's, it's it's still incredible today, but the process. This guy, they just kill it because they were putting their end into it and 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 they make it. You know, now everything is like almost done. You can just instant some bank or whatever. You know, instantly. You know? So I have a lot of um, uh, respect for that and uh, and fascination. You know, because. Because Makes of sense. them, we have all those tools right now, you know? Exactly. 
but uh, yeah. I would love to be back in the time, you know, to just, you know, look around sure. and because it's a beautiful process, you know? Yeah. How long does it take you to make a song now? Can be uh, a couple of hours or sometimes it can take weeks if you change things. You know? So you must, you but, must uh, have so many I'm pretty songs. Fast. You must have so fast. many songs then. Like I, I, most people yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, but I, I've been wanting for, for a long, you know, right. I, I've been a little, a little bit more calm on the, on the release of the music, but because I had a goal, you know, you had a, you had a more happy, important goal. Yeah. But like, okay, I make this big record. Okay. I need to, since that time I make music every day, you know, yeah. but uh, I'm like, yeah, I can't put any record right now because I've done so much singing. I have to make, this yeah. work it takes years that's a problem you know yeah. so you have to be really patient you know and now i feel really happy you Good. know with what i can do you know so the music's coming yes. from a different place now yes yes yeah so I, i'm excited now because i feel um i've learned so many things yeah renew my sound my ideas so and I got a lot of good collaboration coming. I can't really talk about this right now, That's but uh, it's, I was gonna it's, ask, it's, but I it's get amazing. it. I'm excited. It's amazing. Now we get we get a lot of good stuff with Target. With I'm happy to be back with this guy. Uh, I'm lucky to work with some really amazing songwriter and just also a couple of big producer that I'm collaborating with. Great. I got a cut coming. Can't talk about it right now, but uh, soon. Yeah. So no, it's it's a uh, it's. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling really excited, you know. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not looking for anything in particular. I just want to make great music, and I think I I really work a lot for for that, and I'm happy right now. So just fun, fun, and Good. and I'm also excited to do more collaboration. You know, finding yeah. more people where it's fantastic where to it make connects. music with. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the, um, what's going on in the future. You know, great music, good connection with people, and just have fun and make good stuff, you know, and stay without calm too much thinking and breathe. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing thank this. You, Michelle. This is great. I've learned so much from you. I appreciate it. That's great being yeah. with you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, this is, this has been great. I, I, you know, I really appreciate it. I, I feel like I'm taking so much from it and now I want to make sure that when I leave here, I continue to breathe and not just forget it and go back to my life. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. If you, consciousness is is that you know just being in that state all the time kind of you know i know the life sometimes is crazy but you know there's always something to do you, you did the forum you know they yeah. told you there's always something and yeah. that's life you know this this deal problem whatever so but you need to start at some point you know <laughs> being happy so just be happy and you will deal with that but what you have to deal with, you and, know? And science proves that. I was just reading a book where it yeah. says happiness, start with happiness, everything else will come afterwards. Mm -hmm. But you got to start with the happy. Yeah. Everyone always thinks you have yeah. to, you get happiness if you get something, if you get success, if you get money, if you get fame, if you get all, you know, all of it. And it's it starts with happiness. Yeah, but especially when you think about it, you know, we, we just said there's always something. But if you don't feel okay, it's going to hurt you, mm. all this problem, yeah. you know? And you're going to be like, you know? So In your head. be okay and just deal with that. I mean, that's nothing, you know? 
make it simple. <laughs> simple. That's, I mean, it's, 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 I'm, see, I'm seeing these patterns. Yeah. Make it simple. Just move forward, you know, yeah. smile. That's yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Mentors on the Mic. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend in entertainment you know would love it. Let me know what you've learned or what stayed with you on our Instagram at Mentors on the Mic. I love reading your messages. You can also find me at, at Michelle Simone Miller on Instagram. On both accounts, I'll be sharing even more information about our mentors. Talk to someone about what you learned today who would really appreciate it and send them the episode. Also, if you love the show, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference in growing this. It makes it easier for people to find our podcast, and I love reading your reviews. So thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.